Yeah, you're listening to In Traffic with Neil Rubenstein. I am Neil Rubenstein. And today I will be sitting in traffic talking to Walter Streifels of the band Quicksand and Marvel Schools and Grill Biscuits and, uh... Hey, man. Neil, what's happening? How are you? I'm super dupes, man. Just came out of a really cool rehearsal and um, just doing what I love, enjoying the day. What uh, what band were you with tonight today? Dead Heavens has a show on Friday at Union Pool, and uh, we're just tightening shit up, just really controlling it and, um, yeah, having fun. It, is it? Do you ever lose track of... Because you're like every one of your bands is active currently. Pretty much. I mean, rival schools is maybe not, but um, it could be. It could be. Um, it's amazing what I'm, my brain is uh, is doing. I can play. I just I was talking to a friend I have. In the next like two weeks, I'm playing. I'm rehearsing with four different bands, and I know four different sets. One I'm playing bass. One I'm uh, singing and playing guitar. The other one I'm playing just guitar. And uh, the other one I sing and play guitar. But, um, and they're all different sets and all different people. And um, and almost all different genres. All different even. genres. All different genres in different ways. Yeah, totally. Different kinds of... I well, mean, there's audience and comedy. I mean, I guess, like, I guess you for today and, and GB are similar in yeah, the same definitely. genre. But, but I mean, well, my, Dead my Heavens... Yeah, like Dead Heavens is different than everything else you've done. And then... Uh-huh. And, Quicksand is obviously. Uh, yeah. 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 I, uh, I owe you an apology. Oh, good. Um, apparently, Dubin said last time we all hung out that I bummed you out. That I was like a no. bad mood. No. That's what he said. That's oh, what he yeah. Said. Oh, yeah. That's true. But it was like he bummed me out and I was like crying about it, dude. But, um, but that's how you are, man. You're like drawbridge closed, drawbridge open. <laughs> it's like I'm a been... friend, dude. Love me. <laughs> I've been trying like to, yeah, I've been trying to be drawbridge open uh, more often, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, man. Like, you know, we went to like that restaurant, and like we're sitting in like a cave, and yeah. I don't know. I, it was uh, cold. I, it was, it, yeah, it was fine. Dubin was. Uh, uh, I was probably just making fun, but I love you, dude. I accept my friends, and uh, and that's that's just that's maturity. That's that's gross. Um, did you ever like? Was there ever a moment in your life where you were like, you recognized that you were part of something? Uh, I mean, legendary kind of. Um, I guess when um, I mean, legendary is kind of a cliche, but um, but it's nice in a way. Um, but um. I guess I started to understand when I was doing quicksand maybe in the early 90s that Gorilla Biscuits was just kept kind of – people just kept discovering Gorilla Biscuits, that it didn't stop because the band stopped, it, that that it didn't stop, that it had a life outside of um, of us doing it. And, um, and that started to uh, – I became aware of that, and that – and I don't know if that makes it a legend or anything but in my mind, but it made me think, like, like I remember we we were on a 
Tony Hawk was doing a, his uh, video game like early on, and the bands that were asked to be on it were um, Dead Kennedys, Minor Threat, Black Flag, uh, Circle Jerks, um, you know, whatever, bands like that, and Gorilla Biscuits. And I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> we didn't do anything to, to make that happen. It just started to, it, it had its own life. And um, and that, that started, I didn't think of it as like, um, I, I I don't know. I don't really know what I thought about it except for, like, good for me. That's cool. And that's great. And obviously, <laughs> people connect to it. And, uh, you know, because I, I still connect to it, you know, and I still connect to my friendships with the people in the band and the uh, the lyrical messages and, um, you know, how the songs go, the whole thing and the culture behind it. So, I, I mean, I guess I'm as much a part of it in that regard as it exists outside of me. Uh, you know, it, 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 if that makes any sense. Yeah, but, um, yeah. You know, legend is sort of just like a little bit of flattery, you know what I mean? Because I'm really just trying to do my thing and, and make music and, um, you know, and, and just try to do the next, uh, you know, creative stroke, you know, is really what, what I'm into. Was there, is there ever a point in writing songs where you're like, uh, I guess I'm going to write about this uh, lamp and uh, or this pen right now because you have like uh-huh. you've written hundreds of songs is there like ever a point where you're just like I, I don't know a uh, truck I'm going to write about this truck ah uh, yeah well I I just got into a renaissance of one of my most slept on records is uh, the Walking Concert record uh, uh, so uh, good thank you um, the because uh, I haven't listened to it I would say that was probably like my most you know, having done Gorilla Biscuits, being in Youth Today, being in Warzone, being in uh, Quicksand, being in Rival Schools, like, that's a pretty good run. And then I did Walking Concert, and it was like, I thought it was such a great record, and people were like, um, you know, we don't really get it. But, you know, it just kind of didn't take in the same way that everything else took. And it kind of struck me that you can do something really good and people will not freak out about it. It's just the way that the world works. It's context, it's timing, it's all those other kind of things. Um, but my daughter recently discovered the record, and she's eight years old, and it's her favorite record of mine. And uh, so we've been listening to it in the car, and, you know, I've had enough distance from it. But I'm like, okay, that's what this was about. This was the, the validation of this record is that one day my eight-year-old daughter, it would be her favorite record for a period of time. And listening to that, there's some songs that... I'm not answering the question, by the way. I'm just talking. Um, <laughs> that's my way of being random. But um, but I, there's a song on it called Studio Space. And uh, I think that SNL thing was a, was a popular uh, uh, skit with Christopher Walken. You know, like, explore the studio space. That's my Christopher Walken. <laughs> but you know, you know the, the thing with You're Gonna Want More Cowbell? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so anyway, there's a song about that, kind of, on the record. Not about the skit, but inspired by the skit. Um, and then there's things that are just kind of made up sometimes, like just stories that are just made up. And uh, I think probably now um, I'm more into uh, letting the words just really take shape and, and, and bring me, like, what sounds good in some ways will just lead me to some sort of story and some sort of, like, psychic 
thread that it's a story to me, but it isn't necessarily rooted in any sort of, uh, you know, narrative thing that affected me in any, in any way that I'm aware of it. But I think you have to, I, you know, I mean, I've, re- I've been doing this for a long time and, and trying to, you know, say with Gorilla Biscuits or something, you know, it was pretty, I understood exactly who I was, my audience was and, you know, the kind of things that an audience, you know, I was talking about the scene and I was a part of the scene. So that narrative was just sitting there for me to like, you know, put my own stamp on it in a way. But as you get further away from the group, you know, with like quicksand, I started thinking about, you know, myself more or, you know, an idea of myself. And, um, and then eventually that kind of runs dry and then you're kind of like, fuck, I'm singing about lamps. And, you know, where do you go from there? And you, and that's the challenge. And, and I've been really lucky that, I mean, I feel lucky that, um, that I'm able to just keep pursuing that, that, you know, sometimes silliness and, and usually it's best when it's at least fun and silly. Well, I feel like the, the walking, like as a fan, the walking concert record, the lyrics are more, this is a story about me. Whereas yeah. everything else is like more abstract or, yeah. uh, or specific, like girl, this good stuff is specific. It's like this, this song's about prestation, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. This song's about cats and dogs and vegetarians. This, you know, and then quicksand is like an abstracter thing, but then walking concert was like stories. It was like, Hey, we're going on a great adventure today. Mm-hmm, yeah. This is how it made me feel, you know? Yes. Yes. It's kind of, there's a, a certain lightness to it. And, um, and I think just kind of, I, I guess with the, the Civ record I had written too, like not long before that and the Civ, the first Civ album, which I even forget that I wrote, but the, um, <laughs> the lyrics on that are kind of sort of light and fun and, and the, the, um, the music is just really kind of poppy in a way. And I think I brought some of that to Walking Concert, but there's a song on Walking Concert called Girls in the Field, which is about, uh, a Casimir Malevich painting. And I just made up this whole story uh, about these, like, Russian girls, and it's just abstract and and weird. But it sounds, I, having taken that tact, I mean, for those people who know the song or whatever, I think it's such a cool one of mine. I, I really, and I feel like actually every song on that album is really, I think it's kind of a, one of my, my best albums, like, just on a craft side at least and, and you know and it is does have a you know this uh the animals like there's just a sense of fun about it and it was drawing from my immediate experiences of you know real life more and and maybe more of my daily everyday personality kind of I, I think it's my favorite of yours also but i think it's more like selfishly because i i feel like yeah, you're a part of it yeah, like, I was a part of your life more at that point. So, yeah. like, I hear things and references where I'm like, oh, I remember that. Or, like, oh, I know what he's talking about right there. Whereas, like, other of your stuff, I, I wasn't, like, you know, uh, we're friends like we are now where we yeah. talk when we talk. We see well, the door's open, buddy. The door's open. Was there any points in your career where you were, like, worried about uh, maintaining your was there any point in your career where you were worried about keeping it going um not worried about keeping it going in terms of 
worried about maybe, and I don't know if worried is the right word, is that it's exhausting, you know, that I didn't really want, I, I wondered if I was, by pursuing this, uh, especially in the major label days, you know, in the rival schools time, like I was looking at it as like, um, you know, I'm not making financially what the, you know, the lower people at this record label are making. And I'm, you know, having to answer to a lot of people and, and, and run around town and like have to listen to um, people's corporate opinions about what I'm doing. And, and, you know, I mean, I don't mean to make it sound awful, but um, I started to feel like this, you know, maybe I should be exploring something else. You know, maybe I should be sculpting or, uh, you know what I mean? Like I'm just in this music grind in a way and I was worried that um I would be missing out on something else and uh and so I think I made a sort of peace in recognizing what a cool amazing you know it happens to be music but ultimately I'm 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 very blessed to have the 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 freedom to uh to be doing, to just be kind of living my life and being able to externalize it through music and to travel and to meet people and have such a wide variety of experience. And, uh, and I'm good at it and people like it and, and, you know, to, to the degree that they do. And some people like, you know, some things more than others, but I, I feel enough validation that I got a skill. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't even know what they want to do. They just never figure it out, you know? And uh, and and that's an, to, to kind of take that for granted is is pretty. Uh, at some point, I said that's stupid, dude. Just keep going, keep going. It's a magic thing. You know what I mean? Like I, I was at a dinner the other night. This guy, he's into hardcore, and I think hardcore really greets uh, this really futuristic or, or contemporary attitude. Um, do your thing, you know. Like freak out, go for it, because in this day and age there's no you know our parents had a world like my parents went to college so when they got out of college there were people that would hire them uh you know if you lived in a town that had a a a, a job you know factory or something you would work at the factory and you would get to do those things and there was a little slots that people were able to fit in and that is not happening anymore in the future you got to be doing stuff and you might as well pursue the thing that makes you happy or that you're good at, even though sometimes it's not going to make you happy and sometimes you're not going to do great work. Um, but you know, you just keep, keep doing it, man. If you, if you, you have it, so I don't know, whatever. That's a long convoluted answer of like, I didn't worry so much that it would end. I was worried that it, it would keep going, <laughs> you know, more than anything, <laughs> you know? And, and then I decided that, Oh, that's up to me. Don't worry about it. It's grown into like a different thing now. Like you never, you were never like you know, this. Your bands were never these huge bands, like mainstream bands. But your, uh, your the bands that you are a part of live on in such a weird way compared to. Uh, am I making sense here? Like, Christianity Realists are these things that live so much bigger in the heads of the fans than, like, you know, you guys were never, no doubt, 
You know what I mean? No, but, no. Yeah. But there's so much. Yeah, yeah, but like I, I don't know. I'm not sure how, how what I'm saying is uh, coming out. Uh, I have words in my brain that aren't uh, making them their way out of my mouth uh, the way I want them to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess what when I'm way I look at it is, um, yeah, I mean all these things that I've been doing over the years, like, um, you know, with different groups of people, and my role is is you know, changes and the chemistry is always different and how the the process, you know, for me is, is always different. But, you know, I'm always just trying to, like, make something cool that would resonate with me. And I'm also keeping in mind, you know, to some degree my audience, but at the same time I'm always challenging them, you know, to, to keep following. I mean, to me, there's – if you sped up – you know, the walking concert album, I could I could turn that into a grill biscuit album if I had to. You know, in terms of like the thinking behind it. And um it's all the same to me basically in that regard. But the groups of people that I was in these groups with and that I continue to I'm I'm friends with these people. These people are my family and that I can still keep all these people so close to my life and that we're all bonded in these different ways and it's very it's very rich and um that there's an audience that is also you know not to get cheesy about it but because it's not famous it's not no doubt it's like this is a family thing for everybody i think it's like people come to these shows it's like for gorilla biscuits they're bringing their little kids and at the same time they're seeing their best friends from high school and that's been happening for i don't know two or three generations of people now and it just keeps going and uh, I think there's a reason. It's just, you know, um, it, there's something honest about it, and and uh, and the the, wor- the the music that I make now is in that context, and it, and it, you know, gives me a feeling of like, what's the next chapter? How does this move? And how is that interesting to me? And like, how can I get better? You know, and, and how can, what kind of experiences are going to keep this interesting? And uh, and that's fun. It's really fucking cool for, for me, anyway. I mean, some people, it's not easy. I think it's a, it would be a nightmare. Like I don't. I wake up in the morning and I look at my phone. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, how am I going to do this? But uh, but in the end, it all works out and it's fun. You know, and it's, we've been on tour together. You know how it is. We've done press yeah. tours together. <laughs> I think it's interesting too, because like your uh, the stuff that you have created over time. Um, is also like people have grown with you, and then mm-hmm. it's it's a back catalog for people who haven't yet developed, you know, haven't yet grown into. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. if you're a young kid and you get turned on to like Civ or Grill Biscuits, you're like, oh, this is cool, I'm into this. And then like as your tastes mature, uh, you know, you have this like nostalgic place for Grill Biscuits, but then. You can listen to Quicksand or Dead Heavens or Rival Schools or something, you know, that, like, grows with you, sort of. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's sitting there, you know, for people to to follow the thread. I mean, I hope that that will become more obvious to people because I think, um, you know, there's people that are into Quicksand that have no idea that Grill Biscuits even exists. It's just they haven't, you know, broken through that, you know, Run DMC uh, Aerosmith rehearsal wall to see that the... <laughs> the band next door 
is Grill Biscuits or the band next door is Dead Heavens or, or something like that, you know, breaking through those walls because there's a, a thread and a sensibility. But, um, you know, they all represent different times in my life and different different uh, creative chemistries and, uh, you know, and stories. And um, or at least that's how they are to me. And I like, I'm really into all of them. I'm really pushing this walking concert record really hard right now, but um, <laughs> that's, that's the one that I feel is like most left upon. And, uh, and my solo record's being reissued um, this uh, in at the end of the month, uh, in August, uh, I'm Run for Cover, and that's kind of interesting as well. Um, and uh, I'm into it. You know, I dig it all, and, uh, and I'm, I love doing what I'm doing, and I, I love my friends, and uh, I love Lamp. Are there any songs that you've written that you would like to give a better shot to? Mm. Like any of like the World's Best Scar or Moondog stuff that like you feel hasn't really gotten the love it deserved? Um, I think that um the records that I think of mine that are that have been somewhat slept on, I feel like they're just really good. The quality is really high, so I, I just feel you know, I wish you know, sometimes the people just don't know. You know, and they'll discover it. And, you know, and I understand that because sometimes I don't know. I'm one of the people. Sometimes I don't know what's cool, you know, or I don't, <laughs> I'm not aware of what I should be into, you know, and maybe someone will even tell me and I'll be like, I don't know what's that. I don't care. And meanwhile, you know, uh, it would have been the coolest thing in the whole world. So, like, I don't get bummed about it. And I'm, I'm more interested in moving forward than I am in, like, looking back and try to fix things up in some degree. Like, I think with Rival Schools, I kind of had to pick up some old demos and kind of get them into a new kind of context. And um, and that worked. And, you know, mixed with stuff that was happening at the time, you know, it, it made sense, especially over in, in Europe and, and in England. Um, but uh, but now, you know, I'm I'm, I'm realizing that it's better to just keep producing and, and making more stuff and don't be precious about anything because there's no MTV buzz bin for it to, you know, really make a splash. You know what I mean? It's just about right. creatively moving forward and um, your next thing being better because you did the thing before it that gave you the the skills to um, be open to, to the inspirations and, and, and let them affect you and let them run through you. What's the What's the fascination with Germany? Um, I guess well, I'm from a German family. My grandfather came over in the 1920s, and uh, so he was not a Nazi. And uh, <laughs> and so when I was little, uh, you know, German was being smoked, spoken around the uh, pipes were being spoken, uh, and uh, German was being spoken around the you know the holidays and stuff. So it just kind of was in my head and, um, you know, some sort of, uh, thing. And my name is so German. I mean, if you were named Walter Schreifels, it would affect you. It would make you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like being named Neil Rubenstein. Do you feel the effect of Rubenstein and Neil Rubenstein? It's powerful. Like when you have a name like that, it's not just like Bill Davis, you know, it, it makes me think about Germany. And, um, and also when I went to Europe for the first time, um, I uh, spent a lot of time in Germany. And uh, the second time I went 
to Germany. I was there when the Berlin Wall came down, and that really affected me deeply. And I made a lot of really great friends there. And uh, that on top of the fact that Berlin is such a, a really awesome city, like, you know, take Germany out of it. It's just a, a, just the balance and the pace and uh, it, it is really suitable to someone like me. And uh, so through that experience of living there and my relationships there and uh, my daughter was born there, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a connection. And I think it's really, you know, a, a cool thing to... You know, living in New York, so many people are coming from other places to live here. Um, and I always think, God, that's got to be so scary to move from wherever and come to New York and try to, like, make friends. And, and you know, whatever th- that journey is must be pretty enriching no matter where it leads. Even if it leads to just going back home, then you know, fuck, I don't, I'll never do that again. Or maybe it's, it's somewhere else. It, you know, it, it builds strength. You know, it's the university of life. You know, you want to have varied experiences. And I think living someplace else uh, is enriching. And uh, so I feel that way about it. And, and I'm, I'm, you know, I, I feel that way from touring. I feel like I love a lot of cities and I have I have friends all over the world. It's just really it's such a, a an awesome benefit or a byproduct of, of uh, being a musician. It's great. How long were you there? How long did you live there? Uh, about three years, and um, I kept the apartment there. And um, me and my family go back in the summers. And uh, God, the apartment there is so fucking nice. It's, it's just I would never be able to afford an apartment like that in New York. It's insane. It's just huge. Like over, it's like probably eleven hundred square feet, twelve hundred square feet. Like super high ceilings. It's old, beautiful building. It's. It's amazing, and the neighborhood's gorgeous. And life in, in Germany, you know, people bum out, I think probably not in our circles, on, like, socialism and all that kind of stuff. People in Germany are living so nice because things are affordable, like food, beer. Um, you know, like, people don't want to give money to poor people or, you know, alcoholics in, in our city, you know, like the homeless that freeze. Like, in Giuliani would just round them up and kill them and, bury them in Staten Island. In Germany, they just give people enough money to live and buy a beer. And so they just, like, hang out and drink. They're peaceful. They don't bother you. They're not going to... And it's such a good idea. It's just... Um, I mean, that, it, that's... It, living there, it's just the, the pace of life is so chill. And there's no... It's, there's no cops. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just from, like, seeing you there mm-hmm. and, like, Knowing how uh, calm of a person you are, uh, your description's uh, funny. It's funny, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just ride your bike all over the city. There's not even any hills, really. So you're just, like, riding your bike all over the city at, like, such a comfortable pace with, like, a big-ass seat, all comfortable. And they have, like, little cute uh, traffic lights for the bicycles that are just, like, you know, just like the car ones, but they're little and cute for bikes. It's like a bull escape. Love it. Are you, a, are you in a tunnel? So what's going on? No. Oh, no, dude. It's some, like, um, kind of uh, goth music. I'm at this restaurant, and oh. um, they're playing, like, um, you know that kind of song that in Silence of the Lambs, the creepy guy that put the lotion in the basket guy is dancing around to? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of that genre of music. I think <laughs> if I go outside... 
it might be louder or traffic here. Isn't it the most? Aren't you like in traffic right now? Is that the? Yes. Yeah, I'm sitting in traffic. I am uh, on a, at a dead stop on the BQE right now. Just trying so if you're to get in a car. I figure I can be in a restaurant. Yeah, no, there's no rules for this. You can do whatever you want. I'm just gonna walk. I'm gonna be in transit too. So we're, you know, you and I are not so on alike, or you know, like that. You and I are quite alike. <laughs> you and no. I are not so you, different. Yeah, 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 that's it. You and I are not too. We are not so different. You and I. There it is. Oh, nailed it. Yeah. What uh? Are you? You've written for other people. Uh, I'm sorry. Ask that again. Have you written for other people? I just started doing that. Uh, I mean, I wrote the Civ album. That's other people. But I mean, but that's connected. That's yeah, that's not. connected. Um, just for strangers. Uh, yeah. I just started doing some collaborations, um, and it's been fun, you know, because other people will do stuff that, um, you know, I have my own hangups about writing in places that I'm not comfortable going. And um, and so when you write with someone else, they don't have those hang-ups, and you don't want to seem hung up. So, you know, it forces you to, like, loosen up and try different things. And uh, I always feel, you know, if you do a cover song or if you play, and I've played with so many awesome musicians, you pick up stuff from them, and so you get better. And um, so I'm kind of enjoying it. You know, like yesterday I wrote with this guy, He's a 19-year-old guy, and he's got, you know, a cool record deal, and uh, he's uh, he wants to write songs. I'm writing with this guy that's, like, way, way younger than me, and we're just getting along. Cool. And just, like, have, we had nothing, and then two hours later, we had this cool song, and this guy's got a really great voice, and he's down to do stuff with his voice, but he he's not, like, questioning it or thinking, like, is this hardcore? You know, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And so to be around someone that's creating in that way and being a part of it, like, um, well, I don't know. For me, that's that's kind of thing that I need. I appreciate it, you know, anyway. And um, so, yeah, I'm starting to do that a little bit. I've just done it twice. And, uh, you know, I'm so busy these days because of all the different bands and stuff I'm doing, but you know, if I can fit in a few hours and come out with a song, it's fucking awesome. You know, because other times I'll have a song and I'll labor over it. You know, you are asking me before about old songs that should have got a different shape or something. Like the song Requiem, I've recorded that like five times. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, why yeah, are you yeah. doing that? You know, it's absurd. Like, move on. And so I like, I like that. That's funny because that's like that's why I asked the question because I feel like that song and the distance that Moondog song the distance yeah I feel like you've done that like four or five times also where it's like yeah it's weird I, think I mean those they're, songs they're amazing songs but it's like it's just funny to like all right maybe this time people will hear it <laughs> maybe this I guess, time yeah it's like the thing is is like people would get into those songs and they they kind of find some sort of within a certain, you know, subset of people that are into my music will, you know, like any artist that you love, you know what I mean? A lot of the time the song that you really love is the one that is not on the record that people don't know, you know what I mean? And so that'll get, that word gets to me and, um, you know, that's Requiem's the best song, it's the best song, it's the best song, you got to put it on the record, you got to do, you know what I mean? 
And so that kind of gets in your head, and you give it a shot, and, uh, you know, next thing you know, you've got five different versions of Requiem, and it's just absurd. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I've got so many yeah, yeah. other better songs, you know? So um, <laughs> I'm into just, at this stage in life, just do your thing, be yourself, and, you know, turn the page, keep moving. Yeah. Like, I don't, uh, I'm really not into looking back. Like, I feel like, uh, like, I'm not, I don't like when people are like, oh, those were the best days. No, these are the best days. Like, every day I'm moving forward is, like, a better day than than what has been in the past. Like, you, you have control of that. Don't, uh, don't dwell in those, those past things. But then, like, musically I find that, like, that's the stuff from back then was so important to me that I can't shake it. I can't shake those things. So like even new bands that sound like old bands, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I really like this. And someone will be like, Oh yeah, that sounds super nineties. And I'm like, Oh, well that was an accident. Like, I don't mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's content, uh, you know? Yeah. But then like recently, like, I don't know if you like the sound majority reunion shows and like Minor of a matter played. Uh-huh. And, I was like, that's when I was looking back, and I was like, we were a part of something really cool. Like Absolutely. But, but like, how do you – and then, like, with, okay, with, like, quicksand reunion shows or grill business reunion shows, like, how do you come to terms with I'm not – I'm moving forward, but I'm still honoring these things from the past? Um, In my mind, it's uh, – it's, it's, pretty multifaceted or whatever it's maybe not not it's not that many but in the one on the one hand it's my catalog you know what i mean like i happen to be in all these different bands but it's like that's my catalog these are my albums you know what i mean the rolling stones have come up and play the new album you know what i mean not that i'm the rolling stones but you know what i mean when you have like a long career it it, it behooves you to you know i think it's totally good to step into things from the past to give yourself a context to where you're at now and you can learn from it. Like when I play with Gorilla Biscuits, like I get into my head of when I was writing songs at like 19 or 18 years old and it really makes sense to me and I get all of the, you know, I'm relearning those tricks which I apply to what I'm doing now because, you know, it's just music. I mean, I'm not really necessarily trying to get people to mosh anymore but in terms of dynamics, in terms of um, uh, lyrics, in terms of it, – it, it's super helpful. I mean, if you could – you know, if I, if I could teach a Gorilla Biscuits class, like, you know, that might help some people, you know. <laughs> and I get to take it with the actual Gorilla Biscuits. You know, being the youth today, playing the youth today shows, like, there's nothing like Ray Capo singing. Like, he's just a master orator. And to play bass – for me, is awesome. Like, I love bass, and I love how that informs my music. So in that sense of going back into the past, and also, you know, I'm playing with my friends, and we're playing big shows, so it's like it rules on, a, on those levels yeah. as well. Um, if I was just doing that, I think the balance would be harder for me to, to, to navigate because, I, you know, but... I'm actually super busy with new material, so I'm I'm absolutely balancing it 
with um, between Dead Heavens, between new solo material, and I have a whole album coming out of a project that I started. I guess I didn't really start it, but I joined it a couple of years ago called Vanishing Life. That is also really great. So I've got you know something like twenty plus songs coming out within this year that are all new and in my opinion fucking great you know and and, um and very futuristic and i think part of the reason i'm able to do that is because of uh you know being in, in touch with those relationships and those songs and the culture because that's my that's my strength you know what i mean that's and and it's not like someone gifted it to me it's like that's part of my story and it's like i've stuck it out where a lot of other people um it was too much for them and they ducked out and you know you know probably for good reasons and there's some people that maybe regret you know things but um i'm kind of just uh feeling blessed from it all you've definitely had a life uh people dream of having you know I mean, like it's, it's chaos. I mean, I, I, it's like <laughs> my, daughter, my daughter's writing songs, and I'm just trying to get her into banking or something like that. Um, because it's not, I don't know, it really, how it became a career for me was completely abstract and it, it's just random. You know what I mean? Like, if I didn't find hardcore, if I didn't um, find that scene to, like, get a band and get to play and all those kind of things, like, and that. You know, we got to be, you know, it's just like any, it's like anybody's life, really. Just weird shit happens, and before you know it, you're in some sort of place. And, and, yeah. uh, but, but it worked out good because this is kind of what I wanted, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, my band's not being no doubt or gold. I think I kind of wanted it that way, too. I, I don't really ever feel that that was what it was about for me, you know? I, I somehow, I, maybe I'm snobbish in something. Like when bands get too popular, I kind of don't like it. It's, it's the truth, and that's maybe a a, a, um, uh, a juvenile attitude um, because oh, anything, you know. But uh, I don't think at the time when quicksand was getting really popular, it's almost like when I was least happy with it. Strangely, um, I, I don't think that's a. I think it's a weird phenomenon that 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 exists. Uh-huh. But I don't think. I don't think you. Uh, I don't know. You can't call it juvenile or immature. It's it's just because I'm the same way. Like something gets too big, I don't wish ill on it. I don't, you know. I'm glad my favorite bands get big. You know that other people are enjoying them and they get to keep making this art. But then I'm kind of like, all right, well, I I enjoyed them for as long as I can enjoy them. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to something else that needs my love. Yeah. I mean, I'm like a generation of the of you know more or less of uh, Kurt Cobain. I mean, when you look at like who was our um, icon, you know, of of that whole thing, it was a dude that was in the most popular, famous, awesome band, hitting everything all at the same time, revolutionizing everything, and fucking hating it. You know what I mean? Like despising it. Like. Yeah, when you think of the Rolling Stones, they weren't like, this sucks, I hate it. You know, they were like, this rules, give me more. You know what I mean? And like, our icon, or even the Strokes, the Strokes maybe, or, or some of the, the, the Billy Joe of Green Day, like, these people were into it. You know what I mean? They enjoyed 
you know, you don't make a fucking Broadway musical because you're shy from fame. You know, you're into it. And yeah. I think of Kurt Cobain as like the spirit animal of uh, of my sort of uh, generation in a lot of ways. And here's the dude that did everything awesome. And then as soon as everything worked, he just, he hated it so much that he killed himself. And, and as a, as a way to make himself more famous, that's how crazy that yeah, yeah, like culture it, it ends up feeding itself. Uh, yeah. Like how do I, how do I really make the world upset and at the same time make myself more famous, but then I don't have to deal with it and it'll last forever. You know, it's sort of a really weird representation and I don't, I don't subscribe to that for sure not and, and definitely not in those extremes, but as as a character, you know what I mean? As as yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A way of as a romanticized uh, yeah. 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 As an ideology almost. And and yeah, I think a, uh so you know whatever. I don't know how we got on that, but for me like uh-huh. um, playing my, my with my bands, I mean I'm hanging out with my friends, playing cool shows, everyone's happy and I'm getting a real musical education and it inspires me to do new things and um and you know when I'm we're playing with uh even with Grill Biscuits, we're not doing new material but we're like every show's alive. Like it's like we are the soundtrack to an event. It's like Cirque du Soleil. I mean it's bananas. I mean people are just like us included, we are going through something. And and um oh damn, you know, I'm super lucky to, to, to be a part of it. And, you know, the hardcore just keeps going and 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 new kids get into it and and it's a it's a you know and I was I wasn't there at the very beginning of it but um you know when you talk about uh you know silent majority and what was going on in Long Island like when you're in a synthesis of a scene you know that's your that that happens at a certain time and and not everywhere you know what I mean if you experience yeah. it that's your you got to just go fuck that was cool you know what yeah. I mean and, and 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 hopefully it lives on in some way and and um you know, so I'm experiencing, you know, the the kind of lasting benefit of, of giving myself and, and being interested in something that has that kind of lasting power, you know, and, and I feel, um, you know, a part of it, you know, and I, I feel like I, I, I feel very related to my peers and I understand people coming up being into it. Um, but at the same time, like my focus is on, futuristic stuff, you know, and, you know, like I'm playing with Dead Heavens on Friday, um, and I have, uh, you know, I just had a new solo, 7-inch come out, and I have, uh, you know, other projects in the works, and um, I think they're all really, really good, and, and you know, I, I would, um, I expect and would hope that they, they I'll find some people out there that agree. Well, I, uh, I look forward to hearing new stuff, as always. And uh, thank you for uh, thank you for taking the time to do this, man. Uh, I know it was like a, a little work getting it done. Oh, uh, dude, it's fine. It's uh, it's great uh, talking to you. And um, next press tour, dude. I know you haven't. You, you might have to dust off your old uh, TM uh, outfit. Get it all together. <laughs> get your T get your TM fanny pack out. See if you got your old notebooks. And let's hit the road. <laughs> all right, man. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take some time off the work. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, Neil. Well, great, great talking to you, buddy. And um, and yeah, don't be a stranger, bro. 
You're a jerk, Neil. 